Blog Talk Radio.
Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say tonight to worship the Lord, spend some time in His presence. You know, the Bible, and you'll hear me say this a lot, but in Psalm 100, it tells us to come before His presence with singing. You know, it tells us to enter His gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and enter His courts with praise. And that's the way we have to come in. You know, the Holy Spirit really loves it when we sing. In fact, the Bible says that God inhabits all right, I think we were muted there, sorry. Uh, you know, we were just taking some time to worship the Lord and uh, come before his presence with singing and honor him in song and worship like we always do on the show. And a lot of people wonder why we make such a priority, such a focus on worship uh, and prayer. But you know, the Bible says in Psalm 100, it tells us to come before his presence with singing. It tells us to enter his courts with praise, enter his 
gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. And, you know, unless we come in with an attitude of gratitude, unless we begin to come in with thankful, gracious hearts, you know that there's a certain protocol. And not that God's a legalist, and not that God puts on us more than we can bear. But, you know, there's a certain way that he requires us to come into his presence, and it's this. Yes, we come as we are. But one, we come in by the blood of Jesus. It says that we can enter in boldly by the blood of the Lamb. Because of the blood of Christ, we have access into the throne room of the Father. Because of the blood of Christ that was shed, the the veil was torn into. The veil was rent. And we were given that freedom, that ability to come into the Holy of Holies. But when we come in, God makes it very clear that no matter where you're coming in from, the way that we're to come in is like this. And if you would, I'm going to just quickly read Psalm 100. It's it's very short. It says this, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands, or all you peoples. That means everybody, wherever you're from, whatever your background is, whatever your past is, whatever your history is, wherever you've been, come before him with a joyful noise. Verse 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. In other words, it's laying down the fact that he is Lord. He is God. He is the maker, the creator, the master. He is the one that is above every other name that is named. And then it says this in verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures for all his generations. The reason we sing, the reason we're thankful, the reason we worship and praise, it's not just to do lip service. It's not just to entertain everybody for 20 minutes before the show starts. But it's to create an atmosphere. It's to create an understanding. Jesus said when we come to the Father, we're to hallow be his name. We're to hallow his name, consecrate it, praise him, remember who he is. And when we offer this time of song, and we offer this time of worship, is to help correct your focus, is to help get your hearts in tune, get your minds in tune. You know, the quickest way to get into his presence is to get your mind off the circumstances, and I know I'm preaching to myself tonight because my last few weeks has been full of circumstances, full of trials, full of testings. Not that I'm uh, set apart from anybody else, not that we go through anything different than anybody else, because we all go through stuff. We all go through situations. We all go through trials. But the whole deal is this. When we begin to worship Him, when we begin to place our focus on Him, all of a sudden He can He can take our cares. He can take our anxieties. He can take our burdens. He can take our fears. He can take our doubts and our worries. And we can we can actually place those at the feet of Jesus and ask Him to take them. You know, he says that he will replace our sorrow with joy and turn our mourning into dancing, that he'll take our heaviness and our depression and our oppression and those things that weigh us down, and he'll make them light. You know, give us freedom. He'll put the garment of praise on us. And so that's how we do it. You know, the Holy Spirit, as I said before, and Psalm 100 makes it very clear, the Holy Spirit loves singing. And I just want to make this this one statement um, you know, first of all, the Holy Spirit talks more than anybody out there. And if you'll take the time to tune your heart, 
to take the time to listen, you'll be amazed at what he says. But you know, God sings. You know, Zephaniah 3.17 says that the Lord God in the midst of you is mighty. He will save. He rejoices over you with joy. He rests in his love. And he'll joy over you or rejoice over you with singing. So God, realize he is singing over you tonight if you're a child of the Most High God. Just as much as you want to sing over him, you can believe that he's singing over you. If Zephaniah 3.17 is true, and I believe that it is, because God's not a liar, God's singing over you today. And, you know, he says, you know, what he does for us, you know, we're, we're to reciprocate back. And if you all begin to sing, listen, he'll, he'll bring his presence into your life. He says he inhabits, which means he dwells in, he lives in the praises of his people. And so God's not looking for a physical building to dwell in tonight. He's not looking for a, a structure or a temple or a synagogue or a place that we call the local church or the church or the worship center or the sanctuary. Listen, he says that he dwells in the hearts of people. That we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are. I am. Sean is. Paul. Those of you listening, those of you that name the name of Jesus, that call yourself by his name, that have submitted to him and are children of God, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So where the Holy Spirit wants to dwell is in you. The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead wants to quicken and dwell in your mortal bodies. The same Spirit, not one like, not kind of or a religious Spirit that sort of portrays Christ. No, the same Holy Spirit that raised Him from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that anointed the apostles and the disciples not only when Christ walked the earth, but in the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit came, same Holy Spirit that created the earth. And so tonight, I want you to just, whenever you go into a time of worship, whenever you go into a time of praise, whenever you go into a time of song or singing, let it correct your focus. Let it develop your heart. Let it strip the layers off your heart. You know, we all go through life and the Bible tells us to guard our heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. And a lot of times, w instead of guarding our heart, we allow people, we allow words, we allow situations, we allow the trials of life to harden our heart. Because most of us have been taught, as long as we put our walls up, then we're in our safe zone. As long as we harden it, as long as we don't let anybody in, as long as we can keep everything out, then it's okay. But that's not what Jesus teaches. Jesus teaches, don't harden your heart. Because if you harden your heart, you can't hear his voice. But the way we soften our hearts is to allow that oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, when they soften leather, when they soften a, a, a cowhide or, or some type of animal skin, they use oils, they use different things to soften it. Okay, and in the same way, the oil of the Holy Spirit, as we worship and praise Him, as God's presence and His glory come in, God wants to allow that anointing to break the uh, to break the hardness, to to break us down to a place where we can be yielded and open to His voice. And so, what worship does is it softens us, it turns our affections and our attentions towards Him, it corrects our focus enough where we can get still and quiet on the inside 
enough to hear his voice and to connect and to communicate with him. And so there's a purpose in this. The reason we're doing this, there, there's kingdom strategy here. You know, there's a reason we do this. One, we love to worship God. We love to sing. We love to praise. So we enjoy it just as much as hopefully some of you do. I know Sean does. I know Paul does. We enjoy. I know my wife does. We enjoy worshiping the Lord, but it's 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 beyond that. See, God enjoys it. The Lord loves it. He inhabits it. He smiles on it. And see, we want to please God. We want to be pleasing. I'm going to open up in prayer. Uh, I believe we got Sean on tonight. I think uh, Paul's in the chat room. A few other people. We may have some people call in tonight. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll, I'll be one of the hosts tonight as well as uh, Sean's on for a little bit. Paul will be on. Um, not really sure who else will call in and contribute tonight, but we want to turn this over to the Lord. So, Father, tonight, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would come and that you would be in our midst, that, Father, you would breathe your breath on every child, on every child of God, on every man or woman that is here listening, that is here joining and connecting by the Holy Spirit on Prayer International, and those that, that name the name of Jesus all over the earth, Father, we join our faith with them. We join our prayers with them right now. And, Father, we ask, Lord, come kingdom of God, come will of God be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done, Father, not our own. Let your plans come forth and not our plans. And, Father, we ask, Lord God, give us ears to hear. Let us not harden our hearts. But allow the oil of your spirit to soften us enough, Lord, that we can hear your voice. And give us soft hearts enough, Lord, that we would choose to obey. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word of truth. We thank you for the blood of Christ that is speaking for all of us tonight. Lord, right now, we thank you for your healing. Father, just real quickly, Father, we want to lift up a few requests. Father, I pray for Sean Holmberg tonight, Lord, that you would just finish the work that you're starting in him, in his body, the restoration of his health, restoration of him to declare the word of the Lord. Father, bless his marriage with Rebecca. Father, bless their children. Bless the works of their hands, and whatever they put their hands do, let it prosper. Bless them with favor. Father, we pray for the Pintors tonight. Paul and Olivia, we pray that you would bless them. Father, prosper them, protect them, give them peace. Use them mightily, Father, wherever they uh, tread their feet. Let the fear of God go to that place. Let the presence and the glory of God, let the word and the revelation of Christ come. Father, we pray, Lord God, for, for Tracy now, Lord. I pray, Lord, have your way. Use us, Lord, to our fullest capacity. Do whatever pleases you with us, Father, and use us for your glory. Father, we just give you our lives, Lord, and ask your will be done and your kingdom come. Lord, tonight, bless those that need a touch in their body. Father, we, we pray for our friend Carol tonight, Lord, her mother, Mrs. Reed, Lord. Miss Reed, we just pray right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just speak over her health tonight. Father, we just declare, Father, the Lord's report, we rebuke any uh, malignant uh, issues. We rebuke any cancers or sicknesses. We rebuke any infirmities that may come upon her, and we declare, Father God, that your report will stand over the doctor's report. Your words will endure forever. The grass withers and the flower fades, and man's word falls to the ground. But, Father, your word 
does not return void. So, Father, we just ask in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for Carolyn Prim tonight. We just rebuke cancer. We rebuke the doctor's reports. And tonight, if anyone's listening that's struggling, maybe you have a relative or a friend or a family member, son or daughter, husband or wife, mother or father, that's struggling or uh, are dealing or is being affected on some kind of level by cancer, right now we're taking authority over cancer. The blood of Jesus Christ speaks and has all authority in heaven and earth over cancer in Jesus' name. And we declare by his stripes you are healed. By the stripes of Jesus, we speak healing over Carolyn Brim. We speak healing over every man, every woman, every child that might be facing or battling this, this giant. And right now we just declare, Father, that your stone, the stones of your living word, Father, would take these giants down. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, listen, I have the privilege to uh, have Sean Holmberg on the line with me tonight. And uh, it's not very often that we both are on here at the same time. Uh, as you guys know, we kind of split. Yeah, you know, so... Prepare. Amen. So I wanted to just kind of roll it back over to him for a little bit while he's here blessing us with his presence. So, brother, uh, just take some liberty, man, and roll with it for a little bit and let's see what happens. Well, you know, I was just excited about what we were talking about earlier. Um I talked to Rebecca about it after we got off the phone, and we haven't even had a chance to talk to Paul yet about it. Uh, but me and – is it okay to talk about this, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, it, it's well, I haven't talked to Paul yet. Yeah, tell everybody what's going on. I talked to Tracy. Okay. Well, you know, like Paul mentioned last night, because the weird thing that happens here on the broadcast is um, – not because it's, we always um, had the best anointing or anything else, but we always decided that this broadcast, the uh, Prayer International Ministry, um, didn't belong to us, but it belonged to God. It belonged to the Holy Spirit. And as much as possible, we wanted to take our hands off of it and let him have free reign every night. Um, because, you know, we're imperfect people, um, but we serve an amazingly grace. Grace, I mean, graceful God who gives us grace and mercy and strength. And um, so over and over again through the course of um, this broadcast we've been doing, we'll find nights when the Holy Spirit will have a theme or he'll have something he wants to talk about. And he won't just tell one of us, he'll tell multiple ones of us. So if one of us misses it, someone else will get it. Uh, and, you know, um, like, I mean, there's times when in the very beginning, um, Chris and me would split up the two-hour broadcast. We'd do one hour, and then he'd do the other. And, um, you know, I would have some message that the Lord would put on my heart during the broadcast, and I would start talking about it. And Chris would be out with his wife, Tracy, doing whatever, and they'd get in, like, right before the 11 o'clock hour to do the last hour. And the Lord would have put the exact same message on his heart. And so the themes were always identical, even though we never talked to each other. And even like last night, um, I was sitting on my couch, which is my my new chair in my office. Uh, I have a couch next to my computer. And I was just sitting here. I, I was sick a little bit, recovering from being sick, which actually this morning I was completely healed. Uh, so it's amazing um, having Paul and um, pray for me last night. But, um, 
So I was just sitting here, and all of a sudden I kept, like, getting in my spirit um, the book of James, and especially this verse that said to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And so I had thought about talking about James a little bit, and um, but Paul um, was um, gracious enough to take most of the broadcast last night since I wasn't feeling well, and we had our guest from India on, and um, so Paul starts talking about, wants to talk about James. And it's like, okay, so the Holy Spirit obviously wanted us to talk about James last night. And um, so, and so that happens all the time. And uh, this is a long, this is that, that whole long statement I just made there uh, goes to this. As I was talking to Chris earlier today about the broadcast, and you know, and I had this thing that had been that the Lord had put in my heart, um, and it turns out it was something that the Lord that the Lord had put in Chris's heart is that, you know, we do this we do this ministry every night because at any point in time there are people out there who need prayer, there are people out there who need a touch from God, and we want to be available to the Lord and me, Paul, and Chris that if the Lord needs someone to stand in the gap to pray to be an intercessor, to be a point of contact for all of you who listen. Um, we just want to make ourselves available to the Lord. And so we've seen people get healed. We've seen people um, have marriages restored and people's lives get restored. We've seen a number of people who've given their lives to the Lord, which is the most amazing miracle and the biggest honor and blessing we could ever have is to be a partaker and just be a witness of the grace of the Lord and his presence working in people's lives. And, um, so we were talking tonight, and it's like, you know, what's the, what else should we be doing? What's the ministry of Jesus? And, you know, something the Lord put on my heart is that we should be, like, training and um, discipling and building, um, as we, we, we were calling it, um, working to build the next generation of apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and, you know, start to, to start training up. Um, people in the ministry And so we decided um, That we were going to start offering classes And s sort of like having a miniature Bible college But more of a Bible college of the Holy Spirit And of the Word of God And so over the next um, I don't know how long Next week, next couple days um Next couple weeks or the month or whatever, we're going to start offering um, courses in um, the Bible, courses in prayer and intercession, courses in the Holy Spirit, um, so that people out there who really want to be equipped, who really want to serve the Lord, but, you know, you may never have known what to do. You, have, you know you have a calling, and the Lord has put a calling on your life to be in the ministry, but you don't really have any clue where to go. And so, you know, between me, Paul, and Chris, we have, I, I don't know how many years of, of experience in the ministry and in a relationship with the Father. And it's not um, the, we've all, I mean, Chris has been to Bible college. I went some. And, but it's not about, it, it's not about having a, the structure as you would have in a Bible college, but having the real um Christian life and the real Christian walk that comes from actually having the experiences of living in this world and being a follower of the Lord and of 
trusting him and growing in trust in the Lord through the experiences. You know, the Bible says the testing of your faith produces patience. And um, so we want to start offering um, Bible courses and um, and just really be here to equip you and to help build you up and um, even to offer ordinations, um, which won't be uh, easy. Um, it will be free, but it won't be easy because we'll want to make sure that you really know the scriptures, you really know the Bible, we'll pray with you, we'll um, and actually spend time helping you to learn to hear the voice of God, helping you to develop the gifts that um, the Holy Spirit has given you, and um, <clears throat> being a mentor, a mentor and influence in your life, um, because we really, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we have listeners all over the world, um, in almost every nation, we have people who have partnered with us who are intercessors for us. Um, even last night, um, we have um, people in India from um, Grace Orphanage, Grace Orphanage in India, who are, um, I guess, theoretically, you say now the Prayer International of India, and you know we're trusting the Lord to make a have footprints all over the the earth. I mean, from one corner of the earth to the other, to literally um, raise up men and women of God to be strong in the Lord, as it says in the power of his mind, and to go forth proclaiming the word of God. And, you know, in, in today's times, um, a lot of people go to church. They A lot of people listen to whatever they listen to. Um, but they don't feel like they have the power. They don't feel like they have the right credentials or whatever. They don't feel confident in themselves or in what the Lord's doing in them, or they just don't know. And so from three guys here who have walked the walk with the Lord and have seen him do amazing things and seen him be faithful to his word, um, we really want to offer the opportunity for anybody out there who's interested, who wants to get in the ministry and, you know, just to make that available to y'all. So that's the short, long version of everything. So, you there, Paul? Yes, sir, I'm here. Okay. Uh, so now we have all three of us on. That's That almost never happens. Soggy Bottom Brothers. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, Hallelujah. What what's on your heart, Chris? Hey, well, I don't think we have that in our queue, but uh, you know we might be able to pull it up here sometime. Oh, brother, where art thou? Soggy Bottom Brothers, uh, wonderful movie. We're just—I guess we're doing a promo for it. Uh, anyways, I'm just kidding. Um, we did you know, they have that song down. Okay, somebody talk. One person. Yeah, you know, one person. And turn your speakers down if you got external speakers because there's a lot of feedback. Well, okay, I guess I'll start. Um, I was going to say, you know, I still listen to that song, um, the one that. It's like down to the river and pray. I actually have oh, yeah. on my 
um, on my phone, and I actually listen to that song quite often. Anyway, go ahead, Paul. No, y'all haven't um, um, tightened the rope. Do what? Tighten the rope. Roll with it. Uh, well, you know, um, you guys have been talking a little bit about India, and I know last night we had a brother on from India. I think it's very interesting that, you know, just within the last year, the Lord has allowed us to, to make some connections, you know, at least have some listeners and prayer going out to probably about 30 different nations that we've gotten some type of response from or have connected to us by email or Facebook or, you know, just uh, through various, you know, through blog talk, you know, whatever. Um, but that's one thing that we're really planning on doing is trying to get some feet on the ground uh, trying to connect and, and get some intercessory prayer. Uh, you know, it's one thing to pray for the nations from America. It's one thing to pray for the nations over the Internet, but it's also another thing to have intercessors that have feet on the ground in those nations that are speaking and declaring and praying in agreement with us and declaring, you know, that the glory of God and the knowledge of the glory of God cover that part of the earth just like the waters cover the sea. And so, you know, I just want to make reference to that is what we're doing here, the reason we call it Prayer International is we're not just trying to pray for North America. We're not just trying to pray for Texas and Kansas and New Jersey or whatever. But really we want to see God's glory cover the earth. We want to see the knowledge of God touch the four corners of the earth. And we know that there's other ministries that are doing this. We know that there's other vehicles other ministers, other people, uh, other avenues that God is using to do that. But, you know, one thing that I wanted to make reference to, if you read the book of Nehemiah and you understand Nehemiah's role in helping uh, to restore the broken-down walls around Israel, you know, these guys didn't just get out there with a sword and a trowel in their hand and, and start building from one end to the other, but each each family, each group, each individual took a place on the wall that was right in front of their own home. It was it was their part. It was their place. And they began to build their little section. And as they each did their part, as they each started to work on that section, uh, the walls began to come together. Those bricks and that mortar and, and those stones that they used to build those walls began to join together in unity. And eventually it fortified the city. Eventually it built a, a protection uh, against the enemy. And, you know, if we'll start doing our part and we'll start just taking our place as intercessors right where we're at, you know, yes, pray for your home. Yes, pray for your local church. Yes, pray for your city officials and the people in your cities and towns. That's, you know, that's a given. That's, that should be understood. And, and if you're not clear on that, you know, as we get into these teachings on prayer, as we talk about intercession and the role that it has in our lives, uh, we'll look at very, you know, just kind of go through some of the practicals on that. But, you know, wherever you're at and whatever the Lord has given you, you know, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you've got a husband or wife or children or, or uh, parents to pray for or your coworkers or a church family, what, whatever your spot is, whatever your place is, 
you have people to pray for, you have a circle of influence to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you'll just start where you're at and you'll begin to pray for your portion of influence and then you'll begin to connect in agreement with others that have a bigger vision, you know, maybe it spreads past your city walls, it's bigger than your state, it's bigger than your country, and eventually it touches the four corners of the earth. As you begin to enlarge your heart and as you begin to enlarge your vision, you know, the Lord will add to it. The Lord will develop that. But, you know, Nehemiah didn't get out there and say, okay, come on, guys, we're going to build, you know, we're going to take four or five guys and we're going to build the whole wall around Israel. No, it didn't happen like that. They had everybody get together and everybody did their part. At least everybody that was involved did their part. And they didn't try to take on more than they could handle, but they took on enough that with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of the angels of God and the momentum of God and the resources that God provided them, they were able to build that defense around Israel, and it was a protection against the enemy. And as we begin to take the resources that God gives us as he gives them to us, as we begin to connect with the people that God brings into this ministry as intercessors or prayer partners or, you know, financial partners or all of the above, we'll be able to take our portion of the wall and begin to build it and begin to join hand-in-hand and heart-to-heart with other intercessors around the globe and see that glory of God come and see the Word of God come and God's promises fulfilled not only in our lives but all over the earth. And so, you know, what we're doing here, yes, it's, it's a big vision. Yes, we've got some big things in our hearts that the Lord's placed there, you know, uh, things that God's put in Sean and things that God's put in myself and, and, and our wives and Paul and Olivia and, and different people that are joining this ministry that have ideas and they've got kingdom contests and kingdom strategies and things that the Lord's put inside of them. And it may cover everything from missions to street ministry to business and finance to you name it. And we all have our different giftings. And we all have our different talents. We all have our different assignments. But as we begin to come together hand in hand and lift each other up and pray for each other and do our part, we're going to see this thing kind of fill out. We're going to see this thing round out and and come full circle. And so, yes, you know, we want to see uh, discipleship. We want to see intercession take place. We want to see personal ministry take place in the lives of men, women, and children, whether that be through intercession or prophecy or through just teaching and preaching the word of the Lord and watching God confirm his word with signs following. But I believe that the Lord is, you know, at work here in this ministry because we have given it to God. We've asked him to honor what we're doing. We've placed it in his hands, and we're not trying to be self-seeking and and just do our little deal every night. You know, we at any time we'll step down and let other people minister if we feel like they're from the Lord. Of course, we want to check and balance system with that too and make sure that what happens on the show is pure motive. Make sure that what happens on the show is pleasing to God and it's not just a bunch of religious rhetoric that, that bears no fruit. Because there's plenty of people preaching a gospel out there. Plenty of people preaching their deal and their gospel, and they're doing it in the name of Jesus. But it's not always bearing fruit, and it's not always pleasing to God. 
So we want to make sure, first of all, that our motives are right. We want to make sure that our hearts are in the right place. And that's going to come through refining and intercession and prayer and, and obedience to God. And that takes place on a personal level first. But then on a corporate level, as we bring people into this ministry, as we begin to seek out the things of God and let people use their giftings, however great or however small they are, but just use the abilities and the talents that they have, I believe the Lord is going to do some amazing things. And so uh, with that being said, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of share that, uh, just kind of share my heart in that, you know. So pray for us. Yes, we're uh, starting video production. We're uh, going to start putting some curriculum together and doing some online classes that will be available to people um, where they can get some spiritual training. We'll also have other resources and other things that we can connect people into where they can get some spiritual training uh, via, you know, IHOP or via Blue Letter Bible or different uh, resources that they can use that will actually help grow their training where they don't have to go out to a Bible college and sit down, you know, five days a week and spend half their day or their whole day in thousands and hundreds of dollars, you know, to get training, okay, but they can, you know, do things at their own pace and do things in their own home and do things, you know, in their own way and still have some structure and still have some accountability to God and to some Christian brothers and sisters that are seasoned in certain areas. And so we just want to help build up uh, the body of Christ to the place where they can effectively minister as well. And that's really what we want to see here. Bring people into the kingdom, grow them up into spiritual maturity, and then help release them into their giftings and callings and into their assignments and see what God does with them and where they can have freedom and have a safe place and and feel free to, to use their giftings and talents um, and not be abused, you know, like we see so many uh, incidents of abuse happen in the local church and in uh, traditional uh, and religious settings um, where man puts a lot of standards on other people. You know, man puts a lot of what I call legalism on people, and they never get to use what the Lord has given them because they don't meet man's standards. Okay, we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to help encourage, exhort, and equip. Three things, encourage, exhort, and equip you and empower you through the Holy Spirit. So I guess four things, to go out and effectively minister. And so I just wanted to share my heart in that, um, you know, about what Sean was talking about. I don't know, Paul, if you've got some feedback, something you want to throw out there. Did I get a feedback from who now? Do you, do you have any uh, comments? Do you want to throw anything out there? No, I um, I just would like, I'm enjoying watching the Lord build out our platform. Um, you know, I've been in contact with Emmanuel Nathala, you know, out of India. And, right. um, you know, they definitely are a group of people that are out their service for the Lord. 
and um, I think God is going to bless Prayer International for, you know, sharing, you know, everything that we're doing here with those guys in India. Um, and I believe God's going to continue bringing other ministries to us that are going to be boots on the ground that are going to be standing in the gap on our behalf, which is what we need. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, Sean, are you still there? Uh, I think Sean might have um, stepped away for a minute. Okay. I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, Well, praise God. You know, uh, just taking some time to worship the Lord. Yeah, it looks like uh, you might have. Hey, listen, I'm going to put on a three-minute song real quick because we've got somebody that called in. I need to check on and just see what's going on. Uh, unless you want to roll with something for a minute, Paul. If not, I'm going to just quit, uh, quit to a small worship song, short worship song, and then I'll be right back. I just want to see what's going on in the uh, on the phone here. So if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'm joined by uh, Brother Paul and Sean, a few other people on the platform tonight uh, that will be in and out. And uh, we're just kind of going with the flow. You can call in at 619-638-8458. Also, you can go to the website at www.prayerinternational.org.
taking some time to worship the Lord. Just wanted to kick it back in gear there for a little bit. Just time for the Lord to open the eyes of our heart, you know. And that's what it's all about. Let let the eyes of your understanding. You know, the book of Ephesians says it really good. And uh, he puts it like this. But, you know, we call it the eyes of our heart, uh, our spiritual eyes, uh, the eyes of our inner man, our spiritual insight or foresight, however you want to term it. There's many different terms that we can use to express or explain this spiritual truth. But the thing is, is that that's that's what we want. We want God to open up our spiritual ears, open up our spiritual eyes, so that we can have the right perspective, so that we can have a Holy Spirit perspective on things. We can have the Father's uh, viewpoint the way we get that is by training ourselves in instruction and righteousness, training ourselves in the Word of God. Okay, but this is the deal. Okay? Uh, Ephesians 1, verse 15 and 16, 17 and 18. I'm just going to go with it for a minute, but it says, uh, let's just go to 16. This is probably good here. Uh, Ephesians 1, 16 says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church was this. I'm praying for you 
I'm not stopping. I'm constantly praying for you. I'm making mention of God for you in my prayers. And this is what I'm praying, that Jesus, that the Father would give you a spirit of wisdom. First and foremost, wisdom. Wisdom. Why? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if you don't have fear for God, if you don't have enough wisdom to understand you have to obey and, and walk in God's instructions, uh, there's not really much to do from there. You have to at least understand that. So he prayed for them to have wisdom. And then he continued, he said, and revelation and the knowledge of him. That means revelatory, intimate knowledge, experiential knowledge, a knowledge where they could encounter and experience God in a real and genuine way. He prayed for them to have revelation and the knowledge of him. That was an intimate knowledge, a knowing, not just some book knowledge, not just seminary, not just Bible training, which is all important. It's all important. It's all necessary. The Bible says all scripture is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Why? So we can be fully equipped, fully trained, fully prepared for what the Lord would put on our plate. So he says this. Now we're talking about the eyes of our hearts. Open the eyes of my hearts. Now verse 18, this is, this is where I was going with this. And that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Some versions say be flooded with light that you would know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now let me break that down. He's saying, look, I'm praying that your spiritual insight and your spiritual perspective, your spiritual eyes would be opened up and that you would be enlightened. All of a sudden the light would come on, that you wouldn't be in the dark anymore, that you wouldn't be in darkness anymore, that there would not be a shadow or scales covering over your eyes but that they would be open. And when they're opened, this is what he's saying, that you would know, have an intimate knowledge, have an understanding of what your calling is. What is your assignment? What is he calling you to do? What has he purposed you to do in the earth? Everyone needs to know what that is. And then he continues. Also I'm praying, verse 18, that you would know what the riches of the glory, see there's riches in glory. There's there's a richness to the presence and the glory of God. And if you'll walk in that anointing, if you'll experience his glory, if you'll experience his presence, it will bring provision. It will bring protection. It will bring peace. But he's saying, look, I want you to understand and he continues, the riches of his glory of the inheritance of his inheritance in the saints. If you're a child of God, there's an inheritance laid out for you. If you're a child of God, there's an inheritance that God's prepared for you. And God wants you to know what that inheritance is. Hey, God bless you, Robin. God bless you, guests. And those of you listening by phone tonight, we're speaking blessings over you. God wants you to know what the, your inheritance is. He wants you to know what your calling is. He wants you to know about the, the glory of God and, and the riches of Christ. And then he, he doesn't stop there. Listen, verse 19, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? 
Now listen, the exceeding greatness of his power only comes to those that have faith. God doesn't just meet needs. Sometimes he does. But there's many needs in the world that the Lord doesn't take care of. Why? Because they lack faith. The Bible says he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Well, what are you believing? You're, you're having faith. You're having a confidence. You're having a reliance. You're having a trust in him and on his words that he's going to make good on what he says he'll make good on. So, the exceeding greatness of his power. See, he doesn't want it to be limited to just a head knowledge or a Bible study. He wants you to have an experiential knowledge. He wants you to have an encounter with him. He wants you to have an encounter with him. And if all your Bible reading, all your Bible study, all your religious works and your church going and everything else does not lead you to an encounter with him. It's all in vain. If all you're going through the motions of tradition and religion don't actually put you before the living Christ, before the presence of God, if you don't ever get to understand and be acquainted with his voice, then what are you doing? Seriously. Why go through all the trouble? Why play all the games and do all these things when truthfully the Lord just wants you to encounter him and understand him and get to know him and hear his voice and obey his voice. It's all relationship oriented. He's not calling us to dead fruitless works. He's not calling us to go through the motions. He's not calling us to do all these traditions of men. And in the end, He says, depart from me, for I never knew you. He says, many will come to me and say, Lord, look what we did in your name. And they'll say, depart from me, for I never knew you. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things in the name of God. But it's not from the Spirit of Christ. It's not motivated by the Holy Ghost. It's not done out of a pleasing God. It's done out of wrong motives, or it's done out of self-seeking or it's done out of religious tradition and it has nothing to do with the living Christ but see what we'd rather do is have our hearts and our minds be so open to God fall so head over heels in love with the Lord and, and be in a place of intimacy and encounter with him where we can hear his voice on a regular basis And then all of a sudden, he he does it. Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. Unless the Lord build the city, unless the Lord build the house, unless the Lord build the temple, or whatever it is, if the Lord's not building it, it's in vain. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. And so, you know, it's funny... When you begin to preach truth, see, sometimes the truth cuts to the heart. The Bible says the Word of God is sharper. It's living and active, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing, separating the joints and the marrow, separating the bones and the marrow, 
separating the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Depends on what version of it you want to read, but bottom line is, is what it does is it separates your flesh and your spirit. It brings a dividing line and lets you know this is of God and this is not. It shows you what's going on inside. It says the word of the Lord is like when a man beholds his face in a glass, looks in the mirror, all of a sudden he sees he, he sees what he really looks like. And you begin to study the word of God and God begins to prick your heart and show you what's inside of you. And you'll find out either how holy and how submitted and pleasing to God you are or how filthy and so far away from God you really are. But that's what the Word of God does. And so sometimes when we preach hard on this show, sometimes when we tell the truth on this show, sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes when the fire gets turned up, the wood, hay, and stubble gets consumed. And the only thing that's left are the gold and the silver and the precious jewels. The only thing that's left is what the Lord has left. And so I'll say this, I know this, those that are with us are going to be with us. And those that are against us, they're going to be against us unless the Lord turn their hearts. But God gave us a promise. He said he would make even our enemies our footstool. Which means God will use even the good, the bad, and the ugly of your life. The people that are against you, your enemies and your foes, and those that are trying to oppose the gospel in your life, he'll use that to elevate you. Let God use your enemies to be your footstool. You know, my wife is about, what, 4'9"? 4'11", sorry. 4'11". <laughs> well, you know, praise Jesus. Uh, she's 4'11". All right? And sometimes when she wants to reach up into a counter or a shelf that's in a counter or a cabinet, she has to get on a, a stepping stool step ladder, a stepping stone. And so in order to do that, uh, she has to step up on that ladder to get higher, to elevate herself, to bring herself up to a place where she can function and take on the task that's at hand, like putting away the dishes in the cabinet. She's just telling me this, so, you know. Uh, sometimes God gives us assignments and gives us things to do. All right? And he allows our enemies to come in because unless we can have a stepping stool or a step stone, unless we can get elevated and something can actually bring us up higher, we can't reach to the place to get the, the task accomplished, to take care of our assignment. Sometimes it takes confrontation. Sometimes it takes enemies. Sometimes it takes uh, spiritual warfare. And it takes people confronting you. Why? Because it forces you to trust in the Lord and to confide in the Lord and cling to the Lord more. Sometimes it, it causes you to pray a little harder and dig your heels in a little deeper and, and put your fists up and get ready to fight. And yeah, our fight is not flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and forces of darkness in high places. And we come against things that exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. We're told to cast them down. 
That's our job as men and women of God, as intercessors, as prayer warriors, as watchmen on the wall, whatever you want to call it. Our job is to come up higher. Why? Because when you get up higher, you get a different perspective on things. You know, if if you look around your neighborhood at street level, and you can do this, just get on Google Maps. Okay, this will be a good test. Go to Street View on Google Maps and look at your front door. Look at your neighbor's doorstep. Look around the Street View and just scroll around a little bit and just take it all in. Okay, then go to Satellite and, and go to the, the plus or the minus and let it bring you up a little higher, a little higher, a little higher, a little higher. And then all of a sudden that house looks like a little speck, looks like a little dot. And you just see the little rooftops and trees and, and street maps and everything else. But when you get up higher, all of a sudden your perspective changes. All of a sudden you get a bigger vision. All of a sudden you begin to see more. And you can see the bigger picture. You can see more of the picture. All of a sudden you're not missing as much. Okay? And so when we allow the Lord to elevate us, we allow the Lord to bring us up higher, it begins to give us a new perspective on things. And that way we can see the whole picture, or maybe not the whole picture, we can see a lot better than we saw before. And that's what the Lord's trying to do, is bring us to a place where we can see better, we can see more, we can have an understanding and get God's spiritual eyes. And the eyes of our understanding are flooded with light. And so that happens when we come up higher. Sometimes God uses even our circumstances and our enemies as a footstool to help elevate us and bring us closer to Him. So I'm saying this so that you don't lose heart. I'm saying this so that when you see confrontation and you realize, uh, yeah, there's spiritual warfare and yeah, there's going to be some that are against us, some that are going to be for us, some that are going to be with us, some that are going to straight out oppose us and curse us. Because, you know, not everybody loves Jesus. Even those that say they're believers, not all of them love my Jesus. And you'll find that out. You'll find that out. You know, when you're in the church, there's kingdom people and there's religious people. And there's a difference. Kingdom people have one thing as their goal doesn't mean that they don't have other things happen and uh, and priorities take place, but their main objective, their main focus is the kingdom. Let's please God and build the kingdom. Okay, and it it goes beyond Sunday morning. It goes beyond Wednesday night. It goes beyond Bible study. It's a lifestyle. It's a kingdom lifestyle where God is in their thinking. And they don't compartmentalize God and limit him to a couple hours a week. But he's in their thoughts and he's in their lives and he's in their plans and he orders their steps. That's kingdom-minded. Not carnal-minded, but kingdom-minded. Then there's another group of people that, for whatever reason, they are full of religion and tradition. And they do most things that they do to please man rather than to please the Lord. They do it when everybody sees rather than when nobody sees. 
they do it with certain motives rather than just to touch the heart of the Father and please Him. And as you get into this Word, and as you allow the Word to cut you to your heart, it's living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, separating the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And as you allow the Word to come in and separate your thoughts and intents, separate what's going on in your mind and in your motives, it'll bring a consecration. It'll either bring a division in your heart where you'll run from God because of your own condemnation and your own heart condemns you. Or it'll bring a conviction in your heart where you'll run to God and embrace Him and say, Father, that I just want to be pleasing to you. It doesn't matter. Just just get it right. Get it right in my life. Or you're pleased with me. And see, pride will keep you away from pleasing the Father. Pride will get in the way. But see, the Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. So we're just saying, I'm just saying, submit to God and trust the Lord. Praise God. Well, I'm, uh, Brother Paul, you on? Yes, sir, I'm on. Uh, well, I was going to say, if you want, uh, Give me a little feedback on that for a minute. I just had to share my heart for a minute. You got a big heart. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Hey, it's all good. Um, hallelujah. To God be all the glory. Um, it's, it's the praise hey, you know, we got We got a friend of ours named Carol. Out of Garland, Carol Jean out of Garland, and she's called in on the phone. Uh, she's listening right now. I, I could maybe bring her in live and we could say hi and uh, say yes. a prayer for her. You, you know a Carol Jean in Garland, don't you? Carol Jean? Yeah, Carol Jean. Dennis is Carol Jean. Yeah, Carol Jean's on the line. And uh, Amen, she's listening. All right. Well, we uh, she asked for prayer for her mother tonight. And okay. uh, hey, Carol, are you there? Yeah. All right. Well, we're oh. gonna pray for y'all. And uh, we're gonna, and uh, we're gonna pray for your foot. You know, we, we understand you're going through some surgical stuff uh, coming up. And they're going to have to do some uh, some more surgery, so we want to pray for that. And we also want to pray for your mother, and we just want to bless you for praying for us and supporting us and, you know, just being there. And I uh, just want to say hello and just let everybody hear your voice and keep you and your mother in prayer. So um, I'm going to turn it over to Paul for a minute let him pray for you all, and then I'm going to wrap it up, and then we'll just see what happens but. We've got you in live for a minute, and then if you want, we can just put you back in the show. You can listen whenever we're done praying. But um, go ahead and pray for Carol Paul and for her mother. Okay. Um, Carol, what's your mother's name? Dorothy. Dorothy? 
Dulcie, D-U-L-C-I-A. Okay, D-U-L-C-I-A. She's on live with us for a minute. Okay. Um, and what's wrong with the, um, what's going on with our mother? What are we praying for? She's got a place on her nose and it come back skin cancer. And uh, they said that it was treatable and it, it wasn't life-threatening. Okay. And with you, you're having trouble with the foot? Yes, I had a surgery about five months ago, and they put a plate and a screw in it, and they're fixing to take it out because I've had nothing but problems with it. Okay. And you say you just got out of surgery about five minutes ago? No, five months ago, September 21st. Oh, okay, five months. Okay. All right. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord God, that you give us this opportunity to come into your kingdom present. Heavenly Father, as we come to you through the blood, we thank you, Father, that you're the Alpha, you're the Omega, that you are the author and the finisher. Heavenly Father, we ask you that you bless the words that protrude our mouth tonight, Heavenly Father. That every word that we pray over your daughter and her mother, Heavenly Father, will be fruitful. Heavenly Father, as we come to you tonight, we pray the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heavenly Father, as we come to you, we pray that everything that was that all things that have taken place at the cross, Heavenly Father, that we will walk in victory. The Bible says that whatever we pray, that if we believe in our heart, that it shall be done of the Father who is in heaven. As we come to you tonight, Heavenly Father, we lift Dorothy to you, Heavenly Father. Dulcie, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we lift her to you, we bind and we curse the spirit of infirmity, the spirit of cancer on her nose. We bind and we curse it in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I command that every seed, every root, every tentacle of this cancer, of this skin cancer, be bound and dissolve in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, we call on your skin doctors, the angels of heaven, and we send them forth, Heavenly Father, over my skin. We call on your angels, Heavenly Father, because your word says by salvation in Hebrews 1.14 that you send forth that we inherit the angels of heaven. As we pray that 
created miracle over your daughter, Heavenly Father. Your word says in First Peter two twenty four that by the stripes of Jesus she's healed. Your word says in Psalms one oh three, Heavenly Father, that you heal all diseases. As we take this opportunity, Heavenly Father, as we stand in the gap over Kansas, Heavenly Father, I take authority over your word. Send it forth to Dallas, Heavenly Father. That every word that protrudes my mouth, Heavenly Father, you will make fruitful in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we pray for your daughter, Carol, Jean. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will pour out your spirit over Carol, Heavenly Father. As we lift her to you, Heavenly Father, she is your clay and you are the potter. We pray, Heavenly Father, a creative miracle over Carol Jean's leg, over her foot, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will raise the white blood cell count throughout her body, that you will raise the red blood cell count throughout her body. Heavenly Father, as we lift her to you, we pray that the bony joint doctors of heaven, that they will perform a creative miracle, that they will restore every bone, every ligament, every tendon in her foot in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray that your kingdom come and will be done in Carol's life, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your light, that your love will be the lamp to her feet and the light to her journey, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we pray for Carol. We have every need that Carol has to you, Heavenly Father. And to you, Heavenly Father, be all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for Carol and her mother. Lord, we just thank you that your blessings never cease for them, that they always continue, uh, continually bless them. Father, right now we just ask, Lord God, for a total recovery, total healing, total restoration for Carol's foot and the surgery. Father, that you would just have your way, Father God, and Lord, we know your way is health. We know your way is healing. We know your way is wholeness. We just pray that she would just have a pain-free life in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray right now for her mother, uh, Dulcie. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, we agree with your word that says, by the stripes of Jesus, she is healed. We agree with your word that says, you can heal all manner of sickness and disease. And right now, we just declare, Father, your report will have precedence over the doctor's reports. Your report will take first and full authority over the report of man. And, Lord, we just choose to agree with you tonight, Father. Now, we ask your peace over them, your presence, and your glory to just fill their homes and fill their lives. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would just help them to keep their focus and their attention on you through the the good and the bad, Lord, through whatever trials they go through, Father, whatever circumstance, we pray that you would turn it around to become a blessing for them. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you're for them and you're not against them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Hey, Christopher. Yes. Uh, Papa Moses just happened to call me during the middle of prayer, and he's going to call in and he's going to give um, Carol a little bit of Cameroon prayer. Um, 
Okay, Carol, what, this is uh, spiritual father, me and Olivia's. Tell me what number. Tell me what number to look for in the switchboard because we got about six people in there right now. So, um, what number am I looking for? Just give me the Is first eight, three. Eight, three, two. Eight, eight, three, two. Eight, eight, four, ten, ninety-one. Okay. Well, I didn't want you to give out his number on the air, but that's fine. I got it. Yeah. I'm going to bring him in live right now. Um, Papa Moses. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. God bless you. Hey, we've got us. Uh, Sister Carol on the phone tonight, and she's out of Mesquite, uh, Texas. There's her and her mother. Uh, we're praying for them, and uh, we just want to let you uh, speak a blessing over them. Uh, is that Chris or Sean? This is Chris. Uh, this is Carol. How are you today? Doing good, doing good. We, we've got Carol on the phone with us, Papa, and... Uh, we are going to ask if you would just pray for her mother and pray for her. Um, she's about to go into foot surgery, and she needs the Lord to do a miracle there. And her mother, uh, the, the doctors have diagnosed her with uh, skin cancer, but we are declaring the word of the Lord over her is healing and wholeness and, and believing that God will heal all sickness and disease. So if you would, pray a prayer of healing over them. And uh, Okay. Without a foundation, uh, in healing, in healing uh, cancer, it has a formula of healing cancer. Uh, you, when you finish in your private time, ask Paul. Paul will tell you what to do to those to the people if you are near them. Uh, call them or go to them. Let the person know that cancer is a demonic sickness. Hospital does not heal cancer. Then two, cancer comes from two ways, two sources. And you would see, if you ask them the, the two sources, they will have at least one of the source. It, does not, it can come on two ways, but one is always obvious. Cancer is hereditary lineage. Either the cancer is in their family, then two, Cancer comes as a result of unforgiveness. Now, that's why when I pray for cancer, I don't I don't doubt the healing because it's casting away the demon. And then the demon is cast away when the person repents or confesses Jesus and transfers his or her family lineage to that of Jesus. Then you pray cancer is finished. Then second. If the person has gotten somebody in his, his or her mind that she has not forgiven for all the years, is carrying that bitterness. Bitterness in, the, in, in his heart, he open the door for cancer. So when this is repented and forgiveness is declared, then you, Chris, you can pray and the cancer will go away. So that is that is a fundamental principle and formula of healing cancer. When I was okay. I was with, when I was in Kissington, 
Vincent Zinn, uh, they brought a woman with cancer on the throat. I mean, I used only 10, 15 minutes. I prayed the next day. She went to the hospital. The cancer was not there, and she could now eat and glorify God. So it's a simple way. Cancer is a simple way of healing. Cancer is equally used like HIV. The only sickness that is difficult to be healed now is diabetes because it has something with creative miracles. You have to you have to pray creative miracles upon the the red and the and the and the white blood cells and then command the electrical and uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, what what frequencies to be aligned to be in alignment. Uh, all these healing formulas, uh, Paul knows. Uh, so when you get such a, a thing, you can't get in touch with me, get in touch with Paul. Paul knows the formula for healing, for all those things. So the person who is going to the hospital, uh, just call her and lead her to the Lord again, and then let her confess the Lordship of Jesus afresh, repent of all her sins, and then find out if cancer is in their family lineage, and uh, if not, find out if she's keeping uh, anger and unforgiveness to somebody who has offended her many, many years. And if she forgives the person, you now pray for healing and cast out the spirit of cancer and the person is healed, okay? Okay. So far, that's how cancer is healed. That's healing formula I'm, I'm telling you. All right, but I will, I will just pray. This prayer I'm praying will just give her the possibility of reduced pain. The pain will be reduced. But if you pray the fundamental prayer that I've just given you, which comes from the foundation, she would be healed. Uh, there's a woman in, in, in Dallas now. They called me yesterday. She has cancer nearly all over her body. They have made... Uh, uh, chemotherapy here, they will burn here, they will burn here, they will burn this part of the body, they will burn this part of the body, and they are burning, burning, burning has made the woman so weak. So the, the nurse who is taking care of her told her, said, call Papa Taku, call Papa Moses, he gave my number and I called. And I went to the foundation. When I asked her, she said, oh, the brother died of cancer. So you now see that the thing is in their family. So I had to pray. And I believe God that God is doing something because the cancer was all over her. Here they were born here with, with chemotherapy. They were born here, born here, born here, born here. All those burning, 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 it does not, the hospital does not heal cancer. What they do is they just burn, burn, burn all those sisters uh, of your body and Oh, all right. Let let us pray for that woman now. Okay, is she in Dallas? Yeah, Carol's she's on, on the phone, phone right now. Is yeah, she in Dallas? Dallas, Texas. Oh, she's in yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I mean, we're in the yeah, we're in the ski, Texas. Oh, are you the one with cancer? You know, it's, it's my mother. Are you the one sick with cancer? Are you the cancerous person? No, yeah, no it's my mother. Christopher, are you hearing me? Chris? Yes. Chris. 
Yeah. No, uh, she, her mother, her mother is sick, and her, she's standing in the gap. She's praying in agreement with all okay. of us. Her mother. Okay. Oh, okay. So she has gotten, she has gotten the information herself. Is that right? Okay. I, um, I'm having trouble hearing you, Papa. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I am asking. I'm asking whether she, when I was talking. She was hearing. She has gotten the information. The information. Right. She has yes. gotten the information herself. Yes, she's been listening. Uh, she's right. been on the phone for the last 20, 30 minutes. Okay. That, that, that's why I'm telling you, if it's ordinary sickness, somebody can stand in the gap. But if it is cancer, diabetes, HIV, it needs for you to speak to the person directly and the person will confess some confessional uh, salvation prayers and then will do what we call rejection, denouncement, and then you pray. You now have a good foundation for the Holy Ghost to enter and then the accuser of brethren, the one who comes with the sicknesses, will have no reason to continue to hold tight for the person to be in bondage. Anyway, I'm going to pray. But you've heard what I said, that cancer is hereditary. The person must confess again, Father in heaven. We lift up our sister who is lying sick because of cancer. Father, you know the source of cancer. She doesn't know, oh Lord, but I look upon the cross of Calvary. I see the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Lord God, I pray that the victory of the cross of Calvary was for all sorts of sicknesses, was for all problems. Because he said, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. Jehovah El Shaddai, in the name of Jesus, I come boldly to the throne of grace concerning that lady. I don't know her, but you know her. Lord God, I use her daughter there as a counterpoint, and I'm declaring that let the mercy of God fall upon her, and whichever source the cancer has come from, be it from heredity lineage, be it from unforgiveness, Father, you know better, but I'm asking you, O oh Lord, that your name, Jehovah Rapha, let your name be made manifested now. Let the spirit in your name, Jehovah Rapha, be made manifested. Upon that lady, upon her sickness. Oh, my Lord, oh, my God. Let the angels on assignment visit her now. Wherever she is, oh, Lord, let there be a visitation right now. Father, you said you've given me the grace and the anointing for healing. I stand by that grace, O oh Lord, in the authority of the name of Jesus, and I declare healing upon her bones, healing upon her flesh, healing upon her blood, healing upon her corpuscles, healing upon her skin. I declare the spirit of cancer that is training. I command you, spirit of cancer, get out from that body now. Get out from that body now. In the name of Jesus, all your cancer is manifesting in that body. 
Jesus died for that body. Jesus died for that body. That that body should be free from sickness. He took away all our sicknesses and nailed them upon the cross and gave her salvation. Ah, the package of salvation has good health. That's why he says he wishes above all things that that mama remains prosperous, be in good health, as her soul prospereth. Let prosperity be her portion. Let her soul be prospered. Deliver her soul, O Lord. Deliver her soul, O Lord. Deliver her soul, O Lord, from the captivity of the demon of Satan. From the captivity of the demon of Satan. The demon of cancer. From the captivity of the demon of cancer. Lose her now, let her go. Lose her now, let her enjoy her salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ. My Lord, my God, I thank you. I bless you. I worship you, O Lord, as I cover her and this prayer with the blood of Jesus. I declare her delivered. I declare her set free. I declare her healed in the most precious and saving name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank Hallelujah. you so much. Now, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris, give her my number. Yeah. Let her call me tomorrow with the mother. I will pray directly to her, okay? Okay, and uh, we've got the 832 number. I'll, I'll, I'll save it and I'll give it to her. Uh, we'll, we'll text it to her. We don't like to give everybody's numbers out live all the time, so I'll, we'll make sure she gets it no later worries, tonight. No all right. Give it, give it to her. Give it to her. I, I am for, for the sick. Give it to her. I'll pray with the mother directly. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. We'll definitely okay. do All that. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Papa. Okay. Hey, Carol. We're gonna put thank you back you. back into the show. Um, if you want to okay. listen in, we'll, we're just gonna put you back in. So you you won't be live, but you know you can just listen in. And um, thank you for calling in, and we're going to keep you all in prayer. And, you know, Tracy and I will be in touch with you a little bit later, too. So, um, so God bless you tonight. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. Do I have to do anything to get back in? No, I'm going to put you back in right now. I'm going to put you back in right now. You'll be able to hear us, but we won't be able to hear hear you on the, the air. So. Um, okay. You're going back in there right now, so bless you and just let your mom know we're praying. All right. Okay, I will. God bless y'all. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Thank Carol. Carol. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. Uh, the man who has this room. Uh, this room. Chris, go ahead. Uh, Melissa, we're going to. We're going to take a short break. I'm going to go into a short time of worship real quick, and we've got a few callers on the line. Um, i got to check and see what's going on there. Uh, looks like we got a caller possibly from Connecticut calling in. So I'm going to check real quick. You guys sit tight, and I will be right back.
Uh, praise God, we're back. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I've got Brother Paul on the line. And uh, a couple people listening in, a few people in the chat room. Sister Sherry at Prep Radio, we're praying for you. Uh, we got Shining Light and a guest. Got Wee Country in there. A few people have been in and out. You know, uh, a couple of prayer requests. We're going to be praying for Susan, uh, a company called Operation Roger. And uh, I want to pray for the truck driver uh, that's driving the truck for Operation Roger, if I understand everything right. Um, if I'm reading all this right. Anyways, we're in prayer. It looks like this uh, Christian organization needs uh, some truck drivers, some volunteer drivers, uh, praying for their whole uh, situation. And um, so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just speak a blessing over Operation Roger. Pray for season. Pray for the truck drivers. Father, we pray for this whole organization, Father, that you would just bring order to it. You would bring volunteers. You would bring blessing into it, Lord, and use it as a blessing uh, for your people, uh, for these animals, for everything going on there. We just ask, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would bless, that you would bless Operation Roger. Your will be done and your kingdom come. Thank you, Father, for providing the workers, the volunteers, the financing, and everything that's needed. Father, we pray for Sister Sherry, her son Andrew. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would bless them, bless the work of their hands, bless whatever they do. Lead them and guide them by the power of your Holy Spirit. We just thank you for them. Thank you for their support. Thank you for their prayers. We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. We just thank you, Father. Father, we also pray right now for shining light. Lord, we just ask, Lord God, that you would touch, Lord, those that are that are listening tonight. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would just minister to them tonight. Lord God, we thank you. Father, for our brothers and sisters, Lord, we ask right now, Father God, that your will, Father, your ways, Lord, your kingdom would come into their lives, Lord. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing, Lord. We ask, Lord God, your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. And, uh, Paul, I'm going to turn it over to you. For some reason, I just lost. All my windows just shut down. So if you're on, you you on live right now? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to roll it back over to you for a minute. Um, just go ahead and, and roll with it for about five minutes while I get some things straightened out. So uh, it's all you. Hallelujah. Well, um, we're very grateful that we have a cat. Actually, it's a kitten. She was born in a kingdom household. She's Holy Ghost filled. She's had hands laid on her. She loves hanging out in the green room. She loves prayer. Um, she loves it when I play my harmonica. She loves worship. And she loves the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Um, we got her standing in the gap for the dog for Roger Operation, for Ziva, 
for Pet Prep Radio. Um, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can enter your kingdom presence, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you give us the opportunity to pray for our loved ones, for those that call in on the prayer line. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just pray for all the dogs, for the cats, for Pet Prep Radio, Heavenly Father. We just pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Ohio as it is in heaven, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we pray that you will pour out your spirit on these animals. These are your animals, Heavenly Father. These animals mean the world to us. They're our children. And for Pat Prep Radio and Sherry, Heavenly Father, we pray that you'll send out your angels over their lives. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will provide the needs for these kittens, um, for these cats as they are delivering these kittens. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we pray that you will pour out your spirit, that you will send your comforter, as your word says, Heavenly Father. We pray that you will pour out your spirit on the truck driver in the name of Jesus. As we lift up all our knees, Heavenly Father, concerning these animals, Lord God, I just pray, Heavenly Father, that for the truck driver, for Operation Roger, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray that you will use this for sharing, for Ziva, for Operation Roger, for everyone involved, Heavenly Father. We just pray that you give Sherry comfort Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, as I stand here in prayer, we send forth your angels, Heavenly Father, concerning sharing in her SSI hearing, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will provide Sherry with all the needs that she has Lifted up to you, Heavenly Father, in prayer concerning this SSI hearing. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will show her that your hand of love is on all the things that she needs, Heavenly Father. We just pray Psalms 118.8, that she will trust in you, Lord, and not in man. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you just give her the faith of a mustard grain seed to steer her, Heavenly Father, through all of her needs here. You know, your word says, Heavenly Father, that if we do not thank in due season, we shall receive the harvest. Lord God, at this time, we send forth your angels over the region of Ohio for sharing. We pray, Heavenly Father, when she enters 
the hearing tomorrow that Jesus, the advocate, will be there presenting our case, Heavenly Father. And Lord God, that you will mark the doorposts coming and going. We pray the blessings of favor over her, Father. We wrap this prayer in a prayer of expectation. We pray Psalms 91 over her life and over her hearing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, Shining Light, I see Shining Light is on the um, platform with us tonight. Uh, If you have specific prayers, um, please feel free to just type them in the chat room while Chris is in the screening room. Um, For those of you that don't know it, Prayer International has partnered up with... um, a great group of people, um, Brother Emmanuel Nathella, they are Grace Orphanage Home out of India. I will give you their Facebook page so you can go see what's going on. Um, Emmanuel came onto our platform the other day, um, and we are now partnered with them. Um, excuse me for saying I'm, I'm, I'm doing two or three things at once here. But anyway, we are partnered with them. Our family is here, and as well, Prayer International. You can go to their Facebook. You can see where my wife has um, posted Congratulations on their Facebook. They house over 75 orphans. They feed the poor, and they take in widows. So I'm very grateful that um, that they're a part of us. Uh, You know, I'm reading a, a, a note from Pet Prep Radio. That Ron, no, we had um, we have a gentleman named Ron Rudy that was driving home from Smith Center to Kensington Sunday night at twelve forty. After he got in from over the road, he drives a truck. This is a family that's bikers. Um, he called his son and his wife here in Kensington from. Smith Center, which is 15 miles east, and the telling that he just got into the, you know, the the yard, parked his truck, and was heading home. He never showed up home, so his son Shane went and started driving towards Smith Center, and right outside our town, there's a big pile of milo, which is grain. And that's where all the deer are hanging out. You know, we're in deer country, so one of the deer ran out in front of his motorcycle and killed him. So if we could keep him in your prayer. The wife's name is Debbie Rudy. The son's name is Shane Rudy. And the gentleman that was careful at the Kearney, Nebraska, passed away. His name is Ron Rudy. And no, it is not. Ron Shakespeare. Ron Shakespeare's little one time. Hallelujah. 
So, Chris, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just kind of, uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, I just want to make sure the mute, uh, sometimes this mute button sticks on, even though it'll show me on the switchboard, I'm live. I'm not always live. So, um, anyways, you know, that's, uh, that's good. We also have some other brothers, uh, in India too, that I'm, I'm kind of connected with over Facebook. They've, they've got a orphanage in, I think it's called Andhra Pradesh, uh, India. Um, it's, it's, there's, so obviously there's a few different works going on over there. So we're just thankful, uh, to be able to connect with people in India, uh, see that there's fruitful ministry going on. Um, you know, so that excites me there. And yes, we're lifting up Ron, uh, both Ron's, both truck drivers named Ron, uh, just for all their travels that they'll be traveling mercies, uh, blessings over them and their families and just that the Lord would be at work. And so, um, looks like we've got a few guests. Yes. Did you say that you have a an orphanage? People that you're in contact with with Andhra Pradesh? Yes. Really? Really? Well, that's yeah, we got a brother. What's that? That's where Emmanuel Napala is. Okay, well, maybe it's, he's with the, some of the same people that I uh, connected with over there over the last year. We've been praying wow. for some, some brothers and sisters there that have been connected with our ministry for about a year uh, through Facebook. And so we've been praying for, for them for about a year. Um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Um, I didn't realize that I was actually going over some of the details. I didn't catch that yet. I just got into... Uh, just got into their website. You know, I was looking at their Facebook page, but it didn't have a lot of details on it. Um, but, yeah, it may be the same group of people. I'm, I'm looking for some of uh, some of the names, um, you know. Um, I think it may, you know, it might actually be the same group. I'm not sure. It probably is. So, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it probably is. So it's it's kinda of interesting. Um, you know, I've been trying to get this one brother on with us for probably about three months now and he was always having issues calling in or getting in touch with us or trying to connect. But you know, we've been praying that we'd make some kind of connection over there, so I guess I'm not really sure how the connection was made, um, how you you guys you know, how that came about. Um I just know one night we were in there and they popped in, so I don't know if that was, you know, a connection you made, Paul, through other, you know, streams or whatever, or if it was just a random thing that happened. Holy but, you know, our prayers, Yeah, Holy Ghost for sure. Um, you know, our prayers are going out to India. You know, our prayers are going across North America. Um, you know, we've had some brothers in and out from Australia. We're, we're praying for Australia. Uh, <laughs> You know, we've got about 90 seconds left before the show wraps up. And so with that being said, you know, I just want to let you guys know, whatever your needs are, whatever you need the Lord to do in your life, uh, begin to call in his kingdom. You know, it's one thing for us to pray, and I do believe God hears our prayers. I do believe God answers uh, according to his will. Anytime we gather two or more in agreement, he's there. He's answering prayers. So we we can pray for you all day long, and that's a good thing. 
But I want to encourage those of you to also lift up your, you know, lift up your hearts to the Father. Lift up your prayer requests to the Father. Talk to Him. Spend time with Him. Get to know Him. And then out of that intimacy, out of that relationship, yes, get other brothers and sisters to pray. Get other people to stand in the gap for you. You know, there, there's nothing like power and agreement. God says, you know, one could put a thousand to flat, but two could put ten thousand. So, you know, tonight we just say in Jesus' name we're agreeing with you for the will of God to be done, whatever it is in your life that you need, whatever it is in your life that you want to see God do. We're agreeing for you in Jesus' name, and we're trusting for the Lord to have his. This is Prayer International Radio. We just ask blessings upon you, and we'll be back at the same time tomorrow night in Jesus' name. Amen.